I have an issue when you have a certain agenda and angle, you're going to omit certain information. You're going to insert things into the narrative to try to drive people away from what the real issue is. Never has a police officer been arrested because someone else overdosed. You cannot find a case where someone overdosed on drugs and a police officer got arrested for it. Heck, we can't even get arrest police for actually killing a person. You're telling me that a police officer was responsible because someone else OD'd on drugs? That's what you want us to believe? That's what you want us to believe. Yo, this is Caesar Walker of the Cool Calm Collective. And I'm Ronnie Gatry, the emotional one. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast, your source for sophisticated ignorance, intellectual stupidity, and well-articulated nonsense. Where are my horns? Walker! We finna cool! Can you come to our game? Podcast. Peace and blessings, beloveds. We want to thank you guys for tuning in and showing support as always. Shout out to all of our listeners, both new and old. And if you haven't already, please follow, subscribe, give us a five-star review on whatever platform you're using to stream this uh, podcast on. Also, guys, please visit our social media as well as our YouTube page. All of this information can be found on our website. Gatry, go ahead and give them the website, sir. TheTippingPoint.com. T-H-A TippingPoint.com. And with that, shall we begin? I think this is 99. No. Which one is this? I don't know. I think it's 99. It's either 98 or 99. Anyway, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well, but I got a lot. So we're going to start with you. Dude, I had a rather chill, well, still the weekend, but it's a very chill weekend. I was just hanging out with my girlfriend yesterday. All I need in this. Your main. <laughs> my only. <laughs> you said girlfriend. I was going along with the rhetoric. Come on, man. No, I don't have, I don't have mains. I have onlys. Um... My girlfriend. All I need in this life of sin, man, is is you and your wife. That doesn't doesn't your rhyme. lady friend. Come on, Walker, give her a little bit more respect. It's my girlfriend. She calls me her boyfriend. Look at me. I'm taking over your your segment. Forget As me. you always do. You can't help yourself. You can't help yourself. No, man, we had a chill day, man. Real chill, relaxing, and we intend to come. She's out running errands. Of course, I'm here with you. When I, when I get home, we're going to resume chill weekend. Okay, cool. Yes. Um, it's been great. Looking forward, looking forward to finishing out the weekend. Anyway, how about you? How are you? I'm good, Walker. I, I just... You just what? I just want to live one day in your shoes, man. In your shell toes. Just once, you know? My sh- these are not shell toes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I know, I know all Adidas look alike to you. <laughs> They really do, to be honest. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Easy shelters. <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> uh, Walker, a uh, had a pretty robust week. Robust. Yeah, meaning, and I'm not going to define it. Correctly. I mean, you're the one who goes out into the world where there's people. So <laughs> you enlighten me on what your week is like. Had a lot going on, Walker. Um, before we get into that, you know I like to shout out our fans, right? <laughs> 
for so it. So we picked up two new YouTube subscribers. Shout out to T. Reed, my homie. <laughs> That's your guy, but he's mine. <laughs> What's up, T. Terrence? Reed, T. Reed, Terrence, dude, forever, ever have a special place in my heart because the, the way you came through almost a year ago. Lo- I love this guy, Terrence, man. you should have put some Adidas in those shoe boxes just to prank <laughs> answer it. That would have been like gold for me. Had the camera rolling. Uh, uh, T. Reed's a longtime listener, so thank you for uh, subscribing on, on our YouTube uh, channel. And Fernando Moreno, yeah. <laughs> he subscribed up, man. He liked what he was seeing out there. Thank so. you, sir. I just want to say thanks. We appreciate all the love. Um so yeah, Walker, let's get to my week. Um have you heard of the civilian marksmanship park in no. Talladega, Alabama? No. So Walker, it is an open area where you bring guns and you shoot targets. <laughs> okay. You know. <laughs> so we had a uh, we had a company <laughs> event there. And uh, Walker, I'll start with the end and I'll work my way back. I had a blast. Okay. I had a blast. Unloaded some clips, few extendos, um, even shot shot an AR-15. <laughs> Your boy. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, leading back, Walker, uh, I was really, really nervous to the point of having a level of anxiety the night before. I couldn't sleep. I uh, just had all these bad visions in my head about what would transpire on that day. You know, I'm trying to be a good guy, I'm trying to be a company guy, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I want to I want to do well for the organization I work for. And what are you nervous about? Um, <laughs> Walker, I was the only black person on, on the premises. I'm talking about with our crew for work. I'm talking about for the folks that work there. I'm talking about all the way down to the guys that cut the grass. So on a scale of one to a white person at the Magic City Classic by themselves, how where would you put yourself? A white person at the Heritage Festival by themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Blast from the past. If you know, you know, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I had, I had some anxiety about that, Walker. Um, but, you know, I just kind of embraced it. I thought it was going to be hunting you? I really did, bro. Get. Walker, Walker, check this out, man. Like, yeah, seriously. No, 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 no. Listen to me, man. Listen to me. Seriously, get. This place, because I Google mapped it at least 609 times. Um, I, I just wanted, just in case something happened, you know, they can trace back to... You know, the last stuff I was searching and at least find some of my remains. But um, <laughs> this place is out in the middle of nowhere, as most of those places tend to be. So one of the thoughts I had is or was they can do whatever they want to to me out there. No one would ever know. OK, right now, these are people I've built relationships with. But to me, I felt I feel like things could change once a firearmers entered into the into the environment. You know, I just okay. I don't I don't know. This, these are the thoughts I had. OK, Let me ask you a question. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> How nervous did they get when you got <laughs> Dude, and, and I told I told some of my friends that some some of my friends who are into guns. OK, I was really shocked at just how open and careless some of the people were with, hey, Ronnie, you know, we know you've only shot a gun once in your life. You know, that was more than a decade ago. But hey, here's an AR-15. Just go shoot it. Oh, and if you run out of ammo, <laughs> I got a whole box of it. And I'm just like, 
Uh, there were so many moments I was kind of like I was left holding a high-powered rifle with ammunition on a table in front of me, and people are just being so careless about it. I'm kind of like, I bet that would kind of creep me out. Just yeah, to see how, yeah, that You're would. Just tossing these guns around, guns and ammo. No, just go shoot, <laughs> not at each other. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> but 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 you know, in in feeling that, I guess the other side of my emotions were okay. Well, I guess whatever I've done enough to these people to where they feel that comfortable with me to know. This guy's not going to go postal out here. You know what I'm saying? And realistically, and I, and I started to realize this once I got there and got my feet I settled you in. Were, I, you clearly were in your head. but go Yeah, ahead. I was. Once I got my feet settled in, I'm thinking like, if you were dumb enough to do something like that out here. Then what? You know how much leads <laughs> folks are pumping <laughs> if you? Were to, if you were to like go off the deep end like that, like that's the, like the last place I would think. You yeah. would, you know, not, not, am I going to shoot anybody? No, <laughs> I have a better chance of shooting myself in the foot before I shoot somebody else. <laughs> uh, but, but I don't know. These are just the thoughts I had. I have a bad tendency personally, Walker, to, depending on the situation, I'll get in my head and I'll start thinking the worst. And it's kind of, it, it can kind of be a good thing at times because when I actually go through it and live it, I'm like, Hey, that's not that bad, you know? Right. But I had a good time, man. Um, Shout out to the CMP too. Their staff was incredible, right? So uh, I learned a lot of techniques, you know, in terms of gun safety and um, learned about how to operate certain firearms differently. And uh, I got to the point to where they had these targets out there mm -hmm. and they had these like five circles, right? And um, this guy that worked there felt so comfortable. He got one of his favorite pistols, gave it to me. It has very, I can't remember what number it was, but. Very little kickback. And he's like, Ronnie, listen, you're going to take this gun. You're going to knock down all five of those targets. Now, it took me 90 rounds, but I got all five of those targets. <laughs> Absolutely. He didn't say he didn't say in five shots. Right. Walker, I got to show you some videos. Man, there's a video of me holding this. This I don't even like it. I don't even know what it is, but it's like it's got the shoulder thing. How's here. the kickback on those? Was it, it was, was it, it was intense? real. It was yeah. real. Yeah. But I'm shooting this thing and I'm into it. Right. So I'm, I'm getting a little more comfortable. But I'm, you know, I got my eye in the scope and it's got like a light on it or whatever. And I got my light on the target, but I'm not hitting the target. And, and some of my coworkers got on video. It's very funny. And so I'm shooting and I'm like, how close am I? And the guy says, well, your last five shots have gone directly to the ground. <laughs> wow. So uh, <laughs> anyway. is this your first time actually like shooting? At a at a like range range yeah, yeah. I I've shot I've shot a gun once at my in laws again I, my my wife and I weren't even married at the time that's mm -hmm. how long ago it was and it was probably like I shot it twice now, I figured know. if you survived that you should be fine here you think so yeah yeah well that's true <laughs> but I was still nervous because I'm not like really a gun guy you know yeah so, I was gonna ask you like do you would, no would you... I'm not a gun guy Walker why no why not. Uh, well, lack of experience, okay, and uh, the negative connotation kind of kind of uh, impedes my thought on them, you know, because it's like <laughs> now I'm a black guy with a gun. Like, okay, bring some more stereotypes, you know. That that's kind of like the 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 narrative I brought. What with stereotype it. is that? Oh, you know, we're thugs, all of us. What thugs? You know, that doesn't have a gun. I think that's asinine. That's asinine. Hey, you're, hey, I'm not on trial here, Walker. You asked my thoughts, I gave them to you. 
No, I think it's just as, as asinine because we have we have a whole Second Amendment that protects your right to owning a gun. What I get what you're talking about, but if that's the connotation, then everyone's out here. Then you went to the range with a bunch of thugs. You forgot the asterisk in that Second Amendment thing. You ain't choked on that yet. What? An asterisk? No. Asterisk. <sighs> Keyword risk. Um, but yeah, dude. And I'll be honest, dude. After the Philando Castile incident, I was like, man, no guns for Gab. I'm for real, dude. Cause like that that like that that was horrifying enough to watch. But so many thoughts came from that, and I was like, I don't ever want to be in a situation like that. And if the Second Amendment really meant something, I think Philando Castile would join our podcast to tell us that it that it did mean something. Well, I guess my whole point, I guess my whole point, Gatry, is I don't think you sh- I don't think fear should be the reason you don't own a gun because there have been plenty of people who've been killed without a gun at the okay. hands of police officers. Okay, so that just means you just stop going outside. No, maybe. Okay, we know that ain't happening. No, I'm out here, Walker. <laughs> so my point is, I don't think that Walker Flocker. <laughs> I digress. I just, I would want to say that. I, yeah, I can tell you've been sitting on that one for a minute. I'm just going to digress. Now. So, um, so yeah, anyway, it turned out to be fun. Um, Walker, speaking of uh, coworkers and work events, uh, our, uh, our recording Helping While Black has been catching some steam in particular this past week. And uh, I'll just, I'll just go ahead and say it. Uh, I've gotten a lot of feedback from our white brothers and sisters on this recording. Uh, which has been good. So I want to thank you for contributing to a great podcast in that one. And if you haven't listened, it's called Helping While Black. Um, it's I didn't think it was that great, but um, a lot of people think otherwise. But uh, Walker, one of my coworkers happened to listen to it recently, and uh, she and I had a pretty lengthy discussion about it. And uh, her dialogue in terms of her submitting her opinions about the recording started with the question of, do black people still deal with racism today? So, uh, <laughs> Walker, I can see you boiling right now. Relax. I'm not boiling. Because we kind of talked about it before. I'm not boiling. Um, I, I'm thankful that I am, I feel like I'm equipped to handle stuff like this and not get, not like turn up. But even the way she asked me, it still kind of it still kind of sparked me internally a little bit like you know number one what rock do you live under number two absolutely yes you know but I was able to, to, to calm all that shocking enough for me I can do different things in the workplace obviously um, this is my safe place this is my safe space so I can be as emotional as I need to be uh, but you know sure. I, I returned her her question with an answer of you know yeah yeah racism's real you know and if this were a different environment this is after she listened. Yeah, this is after she listened to Helping While Black. Yeah. And, you know, it was, it was, I guess I got to give you the, the total. It was kind of packaged in a, oh, Ronnie, I can't believe something like that would ever happen to you. I don't see how anybody could ever want to do any harm to you. You're just such a great guy. You're one of the best, pe- best people I know. Da, 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 da. So I guess her uh, consuming it in that context was like, no, I know Ronnie. He's a great guy. Everyone should know that Ronnie's a great guy too, whether they get to meet him or not. You can't do Ronnie like this because, you know, Ronnie doesn't. Ronnie, and this was one of her comments. Ronnie doesn't fit the description of somebody who you would do that to. Right. So, uh, so I'm, uh, you know, I'm absorbing all of this, and 
I, I try not wow. to. Yeah, I'm trying to get better with not going too deep into these conversations at work because <laughs> it usually doesn't turn out well for me, as we've heard on er- earlier podcasts before. So I'm just kind of letting her talk, letting her get it out. And I, finally, when she gives me a, a moment to talk, I told her, yeah, uh, we definitely experienced it. Uh, I experienced it in that incident that, you know, was chronicled in the podcast. Um, but she was just like, no, you, you, you're, you're a man that, you know, comes into work talking about his family, how much he loves his kids, how much he loves his wife, um, how much he's looking forward to, you know, the PTO event. You know, <laughs> you're, you're not a threat. And so I had to encounter that and say, well, I don't think I am, but this guy had not met me. This guy had not taken the time to get to know me, right? Um, when he got there, he already had a preconceived notion in his mind that if someone looks like I look, we got to think threat first. Right. You know, just because, I mean, nothing nothing against Mountain Brook, but this is Mountain Brook, right? Right. Man, don't, don't see many of us in Mountain Brook. Not really. So right. I... I can I can kind of to a degree I can slightly empathize with that police officer in that situation because I would have to assume his worldview is very limited. Sure. I don't know if that's his fault. I don't know if I would say empathize. I think he would just understand where he's coming from. Yeah, and it took a while for me to get there, but you know I still did. Um so so yeah, so any thoughts so far Walker? I'm listening. Okay. <laughs> so I know I'm usually I'm not this quiet when we talk about race, but go right. ahead. So uh, the conversation continues and she's she's sharing a lot. She's not from here. She's from I'm not going to say exactly where, but she's let's say she's from the northeast. OK. Um, and she keeps telling me, like, before we move down here, you know, I just I just thought I just assumed, you know, this was the last thing I would think about would still be happening in 2020. Thank you. Goodness gracious, you know, so I'm starting thinking about Alabama. I'm starting to think, well, I know we're behind on a lot. I know we just got internet last year. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but, you know, like, I guess, I guess depending on where you come from and, you know, what type of environment you're exposed to, that could really condition your thought of, you know, the racial climate sure. in society. Sure. Okay. Sure. Uh, so, so the fact that she was shocked that something like this could happen in Alabama, that set off another trigger to me. Cause I'm thinking like, you're still in the Northeast and I'll give you that, but you have to know, like we are in the master suite of the civil rights struggle. Right. This right. is, this is like where it happened. This is where all the events happened. Right. So does do you think okay well mlk came he did his thing and then (laughs) racism was ended no like we are still here with people who have learned this behavior is that what you said to her yeah yeah we are still here with people who this this type of treatment has been handed down from you know their ancestors their great-grandfather things like that and they are taught as they trickle down that you know from a superiority standpoint we are better than them. Right. Okay. Um, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to like, you know, sprinkle this in and, uh, and I'm just saying like, it hasn't gone anywhere. I still, even, even as nice as you say, I am not everybody takes that opportunity to get to know me like that. Sure. And I still have to deal with this. Sure. I'm still a black man in America right. at the end of the day. Right. So, uh, I could tell she was getting a little, she started to get a little emotional. I could see, you know, she was just kind of fighting them back. And she just kept saying, I just can't, I can't just, I can't see why anybody want to treat you that way. 
And so <laughs> instead of instead of like bringing more gloom into my reality of our social climate in terms of race, I, you know, I just kind of applauded her. And I was like, thank you for, you know, seeing me as equal and getting to know me because it's going to take, you know, efforts like this that, that are really going to move the needle in terms of us making progress and headwinds. And I don't think racism will ever be eradicated, but, you know, maybe nullifying the impact of it slightly. Right. So um, that was pretty much the end of it, Walker. Like, what do you think she came away from that conversation with? Uh, not, not nothing, <laughs> nothing productive, just because I couldn't be as real as I wanted to be with her because we you're were in work. the workplace. Yeah. Um, I mean, my thing is, is that that has been and we'll talk about we'll talk about this more examples of this so i won't i won't harp but that's the problem because i'm pretty sure that you could find several people who would say the same exact thing about george floyd right right yeah. <laughs> and about ahmaud arbery those people there are people who got to know those individuals and i don't know what it is is about dehumanizing a person that allows us to be calloused when something like this happens to them, when they're being, when their lives are taken from them unnecessarily. Right. And you know, you kind of hit it. Um, that was going to be kind of my, the, the thing that I was going to hit on, you know, our value system and our belief system, you know, it's, it's a byproduct of several factors. One, our environment, uh, what we hear con- consistently on a daily basis. Right. Uh, Information we receive from people who we deem to be credible sources, a pastor, a teacher, a celebrity, a political figure, a family member, a family. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like these people, the things that they tell us right or wrong have an impact on our values and belief systems and our experiences like that really shapes our, you know, you can hear a stereotype and then you see someone who may particularly who may actually appear to be threatening to you. And it kind of marks your mind as to that's what a threatening black man looks like. Right? So if any of those factors doesn't consist of input from black people or experiences with black people, you're going to have a blind spot as it pertains to your understanding and appreciation for racism in America. And I think for a lot of people, People thought that the moment Jim Crow, because, you know, racism has always been uh, presented as this overt thing. Mm. Right. We yeah. never really dealt. Again, you can spot you can easily spot that kind of racism because it's 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 overt. Like, yeah, a black and white water fountain. Yeah, that's racism. Like blacks, blacks can't eat in this restaurant. That's racism. Right. The 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 KKK roll, roll down the street. That's racism. Right. Once those things were done away with, yeah, you legalized and, and passed legislation that made racism illegal in those in those regards. But you never legislated anyone's mentality or way of thinking. Right. So racism became more covert in a lot of areas. Yes. Right. And it became much more difficult to prove because it's not out in the open. Right. So for a lot of people who and let's be real. Yes. There are people who are black brown of different colors who are not white who may say offensive things to white people but let's be real 
a lot of white people have not experienced racism. A lot of white people have not been mistreated based on the color of their skin, like brown and black and other you know ethnic groups have been treated in this country, right? Right. So it's not, it's not real to them, right? So for what they see, okay, we got rid of the overt stuff. So it's got to be What's, gone, the, what's right? the issue? Yeah. What's the yeah. issue there, right? And I and, and it goes back to what we talked about uh, in the summer. Um, we we have to start having these conversations. And you know, to her credit, man, I I you know I think it's great that she reached out to you, but I think a lot of people are uncomfortable. A lot of people are uncomfortable reaching out and having these conversations because, I mean, I talked about it. I mean, the guilt that yeah. comes in, yeah. you know what I mean? You you feel a sense of responsibility. And the, and the thing is, is that, the and, and I've, I've said this, the purpose of it is not to slam white people. You know what I mean? That's not the, that's not the end game. I think the goal is to say, Hey, this is a problem. Once we can get to that point that we understand that it's a problem. Okay. Now we need to talk next steps. And I think I think something that I do want to say is that, you know, Gatchery is 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 you're very unique in that, you know, I joke, I call you a safe black <laughs> because <laughs> for our white listeners, uh, a safe black is uh, Gatchery. Um, <laughs> no, a safe black is somebody who you would feel more comfortable talking to yeah. about, like, you know what I mean? So people know that, like, they, they feel comfortable around you having these discussions. And, and, and I'm thankful that you're like that. A lot of us are not all that safe because I, I read an article, man. I, I can't, I can't remember who it was by. I can't shout him out, but there are a lot of black people who are so tired and fatigued. And that's where I was this summer, right? Like I, I shouldn't have to explain to you. Like, I don't have to explain your favorite hobby to you. Like you took the time to learn and research and find out about your favorite hobby, right? Why do I have to out of my own trauma and hurt and pain, try to make this palatable for you so that you can understand. And so there are resources out there, but there are a lot of people who are willing to still talk. And I think we have to get to a place to where we are talking with people who are actually experiencing these things so that we can get context. I don't think as a man, I can, I don't think, I don't care how intelligent I may present myself, how articulate I may present myself. I will never, I don't care how much education I receive, that I will never be able to argue sexism from a woman's perspective. I can only present myself as a listening ear to understand. It, 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 it is, I find it interesting how we'll listen to people who have never been on the wrong end of racism try to tell you that racism is, doesn't exist. It, it baffles me, right? <laughs> Like, you're not going to listen to me tell you about how to be a millionaire and I've never made a million. Like, you're going to listen to people who've done it, who've been through it. So, I, I, you know, one of the things I do want to mention before we move on, man, like, I think we have a great opportunity to just present information to people who may want to inform themselves in a way that is less confrontational, right? You may not 
feel comfortable talking to a gatry or someone who's willing to have the conversation with you but there are books there are resources out there that you can get and educate yourselves on the covert racism right i think everyone understands what overt racism is about but it's the covert racism that we're dealing with that we're that we're living with right and so between the world and me ta-nehisi coates that's mm-hmm. one that's one book that someone can read to kind of educate yourself on the black experience as it pertains to racism in this country um the new jim crow by michelle alexander um another great book that you can read uh there's a book that you know i didn't write it but it's called white fragility why is it so hard for white people to talk about racism by robin d'angelo i've heard a lot about that book um yeah yeah, so it's and there's several others we actually as we revamp our social media we'll put some some content out there um based on this episode to kind of help people hey direct you towards resources that can educate you so you don't have to be because because i think you we talked about it uh, a few days ago she was like I feel safe, kind of all comfortable asking you. Yeah. So it's been on her mind. She just never felt enough nerve. Well, you don't even have to do that if you don't feel it. Because a lot of our white brothers and sisters are intimidated to come and talk to us because they know a lot of us are on edge. A lot of us are like, we're talking about it all the time. So it's like, it's almost insensitive to ask us, hey, is racism a thing? Right, right. Are you serious? You know what I mean? So. Uh, this is a great way to educate yourself and find out. And these are just three books that I just found online, right? But these are ways that you can educate yourself. So that's all I had, man. Gotcha. You got yeah. anything else? No, I just, I, I, I guess, number one, I appreciate you um, <laughs> providing resources just because I think in, I think in, in the social media environment, it's just like, I feel like George Floyd happened, Ahmaud Arbery happened, and it's just like you just got to give them time, and they just fizzle out. Right. You know what I'm saying? And right. and I, I'm going to applaud my white brothers and sisters who, you know, witnessed this, witnessed these things, knew it wasn't okay, and decided to take action to try to, you know, I guess not make the world a better place. That's so cliche, but you know, try to enhance. Just do their part. Do their part. Just yeah, do their yeah. Part. But you know, I I feel I feel a sense of responsibility to keep the conversation going because you know, especially now we're leading up to the election season or election day and everything like that. And I don't want this momentum to to dissipate. You know, like I want us to do our part to keep talking about it because this is still an issue. So, Absolutely. So yeah, I'm just thankful for that. Cool. Well. Shall we transition? We shall. Prayer list. Walker, I've got two things in particular. I've got one that's kind of lighthearted, and i got one that's very not lighthearted. Which one should I start off with? Mm, let's end it on a better note. You can get the uh, you can get the bad one out of the way. Okay. So uh, we are all aware of the SARS situation in Nigeria. Just took mine. Did I take yours? Yeah, but we'll talk about that. We'll, we'll ha- we can share we'll prayers, tag, right? We'll, we'll tag team this prayer together. Okay, you're going to provide the facts. I'm going to provide just just uh, a little bit about how heartbroken I am about. And I'm not going to assume that people know what SARS Right. So why, why don't you open? Why don't you open with that? And then I'll put my emotions on the top of it. Gotcha. Um, I'll be honest. When I first heard SARS, I was like, "There's another SARS outbreak." Like, what is? You're not a lone walker. So, 
I mean, that was my ignorance, and that's why. And I've been aware of this for a few weeks, actually, okay. but I never took the time to research and find out what was going on. So I didn't feel comfortable speaking on it. Okay, right? I respect that. Which I'm glad I took that notion because once I took time to really educate myself, I was like, oh. This is something. Yeah. So SARS actually stands for Special Anti-Robbery Squad, which was formed. And I believe it's in the past. What the past three years, there have been like 82 cases of abuse. Um, Anything ranging from like waterboarding to hanging to beatings to rapings, etc. Just wild mistreatment of of people. Um. And on October 4th, what really got the conversation started, there was a video that that showed officers uh, dragging two men from a hotel and one being shot. Um, so you you talk about you talk about thugs like that's what that's what a thug does. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and people have been calling for an end to this squad. And to me, I don't I don't feel like I don't feel I don't know what the objective there is behind that that's group. I've been trying to figure out. But I don't think it's to bring peace when you're you're basically the root cause and source of just trauma and turmoil and oppression. Like that is oppression. That is oppression for sure. You know what I mean? And so I don't I don't I don't see what goodwill. I don't see what contributions, positive contributions you're making to that country by doing that. And so, again, I you know, you can give me your thoughts and, your, and how you feel about it. I mean, I, I don't know if I can share any different. I, I just know that my heart hurts as I as I took the time to educate myself about what was going on. Right. And, um, you know, I I have a tendency to to worry to a degree and just to overthink and be like, you know, what 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 can I do, you know, to, to help this? Because you don't ever want to see anybody go through some of the stuff that I've seen. I've only seen a small percentage. Right. Right. So right. I don't know. My heart hurts for this. Definitely uh, in my prayer closet on this one, just because. Absolutely, this is this is just an absolute tragedy. Right. I, I don't know how else to put it, Walker. Right. So, right. Jeez. Um, no, just do. We just again, we uh, like like we did the racism conversation. We have to talk about it. Right. We have to let people be aware of what's going on and and why this is an injustice. Why this is ridiculous. Why. You know, and again, we're just following the lead of other celebrities who've got wind of it. Um, now politicians are talking about it yeah, now. Good. And uh, we just got to do our part to let people be aware of what's going on. And I think just like just like everything else, once you get more eyes on it, more people aware of it, it can it can begin to create some traction. Right. And, and people more people can join on on the cause against this. But this this is inhumane. Um, this is just evil. Yeah. It's pure evil. And and I don't care. I don't care what I don't care what crime was committed or what the person has done. You, you have to be the bigger person and 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 do the right thing. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it was Mark, Dr. Martin Luther King, but he, yeah, no, I, evil cannot drive out evil. You know what I mean? Only love can do that. Right. And so my thing is, at some point, we somebody has to do the right thing. And I don't think I don't think this presents a positive example of how we bring about justice if that's what we're really after. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man, my, my thoughts and prayers are with those who've been impacted. My thoughts and prayers are with the people of Nigeria and and 
we stand with them. Yeah. So. The motherland, man. Um, well, going on to something a, a totally lot lighter in terms of my prayers. Um, I'm praying for Jeezy. Uh, he has this week, uh, Accepted an invitation to a versus battle with T.I. <laughs> <laughs> if I could quote T.I. because I think this was the mic drop moment of the week at hip hop. <laughs> Snowmen are seasonal. Kings last forever. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Dude, this versus battle is over already. Pray for Jeezy. Pray for the, um, what does he call himself? The FDA? What is that? What is that? I don't know. You know, he used to rap about the FDA. Yeah, I know, but I don't know. There's an is an acronym for something he yeah, put I don't know. Pray, pray for all I of them. I already told you I know. Okay. Listen, pray for all of them. Okay. All right. All right. What I don't respect about this. Here's what I don't respect about this. I don't respect you declining a versus battle with Busta Rhymes, <laughs> who has a better catalog than Jeezy number one. Now, I agree with T.I. It's an odd matchup putting Busta against T.I. Yeah. But then you turn around and accept Jeezy. It's a pissing match. This is ATL. This is like, this is a no, trap. No, 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 I don't want to see Jeezy T.I. I don't want to see Jeezy T.I. Why not? For the same reason you opened up this whole segment so, so you, with. You don't think Jeezy has a chance? He doesn't have a chance. <laughs> Okay. T.I.'s had the much longer career. I mean, yeah, Jeezy actually dropped a project this year, I think. But again, oh, no, no, don't do that. Don't you do that. No, we're not doing that. I had a clip from one of the No, tracks. don't you do that. Don't you do that. We're not doing that. Because at the same, in the same, the reason I'm saying this is because I have a lot of respect for Jeezy, which is why I'm like, okay, T.I., I'm going to need you not to do that. Pick up somebody your own side. And I'm not saying Jeezy is like T.I.'s son or nothing like that, but think about it. It's like Jay-Z and Beanie Siegel. No. No, Beans. You see what I'm saying? Like Beans, we don't want nice? We don't want to see that battle right. is what I'm saying. No. We don't want to see that. I don't want to see this. No. I have respect for Jeezy. I have respect for T.I. I would prefer T.I. do someone outside of ATL. Like, I would have liked to have seen a T.I. 50. I would have liked to have seen that. I would have. I would have. But but because that didn't happen, like I, I, don't, I can't think of anybody else. Now, T.I. Luda, maybe. That would have been a, to me, I would have liked that, that battle been. better than Luda Nelly. Yeah. T.I. Luda would have been a good battle. That would have, that would have been really nice. I would, now, that's in the line of battle I can understand. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I just didn't like this one. I just did, do not like this one. And I'll just reiterate what you said. Nothing against Jeezy. I just don't think this is what you want, really. So, And who knows? This, this could be for clicks. I don't know. But whatever. It's not going to end well for this dude. It'll be entertaining for the first two minutes. I think. I think what's, what will be more entertaining is them staring, them sharing uh, trap stories. <laughs> I'll be. I, I'll be so there for that. You can say that, but I can't play the snippet from Jeezy's one of Jeezy's latest tracks. <laughs> what do you mean I can't? I can say that. That's disrespectful. What do you mean that's disrespectful? <laughs> Nothing, Walker. You just you just keep doing your own thing and act like I'm I not just enjoy here. again when Snoop Dogg. Battle DMX, their interactions and stories they told yeah. made the battle like even even more entertaining because there was things coming out of the out of the, their storytelling that, that nobody I, knew. Nobody or knew. Most people that's didn't all, know. that's all I'm saying. Right. I know okay. you think I always have an angle of being 
uh, mischievous and shady, but no, that was a genuine statement. Like I the think Adidas sneaker fits. <laughs> Shall right. we move on, Walker? Let's D O R T this thing. All right, what you got? You. Yeah. What why you got? You, why do you do this? I'm asking you, what do you have? Well, we have to talk about the presidential debate. Why are you acting like that? Because why are you acting like that? Because Walker, number one, I'm trying to be bigger than myself. Okay, and I know that is tough. <laughs> <laughs> Story of your life. I'm trying to I'm trying to think, you know, because you're challenging me to kind of redirect my approach, and it, it, we can't just talk about all the stuff Ronnie wants to talk about. <gasps> After 90 plus odd podcasts, I'm really just starting to figure this out. So, um, no, <laughs> I watched I watched about four and a half minutes of the debate. Why? Um, why don't you? Why? Why? It was a better. This. It was a better because of this. Because of this. So can I say it one more time? No. Why this was a better was it a was it a better debate than what you saw the first go round? Yeah, but Walker, you're not saying much there. No, no, no. It was it better because for all the reasons you hated the debate and you was turned off by it and you was disgusted, it was not that. So was what was wrong this time? The same two dudes were up there. Okay, moderator was better. Sure. I mean, 20 times better. No, no, no shade to Mr. Wallace. But I felt like, and I can't remember her name, Walker, but she she took more control over this. And she was not there to be, as you would say, effed with. <laughs> so uh, that was better. Uh, but it's just, and I think it's the point to where, I entered the debate because I didn't start it. I just started when it began. Like, you what know, point, I had what, to, what did you where did you pick up? Can I go for it? Play oh. Jeopardy music live. Seriously, tell you, man, you. I am the least racist person in this room. Well, what? Is- <laughs> genuinely, genuinely, Walker. That's genuinely, when you came in on it? I came in probably about a minute and a half before I heard these words. Oh, so when she started asking the question about race in America that's, or whatever. That's when Ryan decides to turn his TV I was on. towards the end. Hey, I, I got kids out here, Walker. That has never been a good excuse. That has never been a good You was using that before you had kids. <laughs> these are facts. That is not a good excuse. I'm just saying, like, I couldn't just the way just the, the way our house is structured. Like, I couldn't really sit down and, like, take it in from the beginning. OK, like I had responsibilities to do before I can sit down and I didn't watch it this. live. You watched it after the fact. Yeah. OK, well, what did you think? Enough about me. Um, yeah, it was it was more of a debate than the last one was, which I figured you would have appreciated. Um, I, you know. We always we picked the winner of the past two. I think Biden won this one. Okay. And you know the last one I was like it was more about Trump just just blowing himself up and almost like a suicide bomber attempt to take out Joe Biden. But this time he was much more obviously he was coached to be much more reserved, which he finally took that advice, which I was expecting on the first first go around. But yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Why, why do that? So. um 
they hit each other on some they hit each other on some good points and i was actually impressed with joe i was actually impressed with joe in a lot of different points um he made some he actually attacked trump in some he did a good job he did a good job and trump got his shots in too i mean it wasn't just a complete one-sided but i think overall i think I think Biden got the better of, of Trump in the debate. Well, let me ask you this. This is somewhat of a subtopic that kind of loosely stems from the debate. Uh, did you hear about 50 Cent and Waka Flocka, Waka Flocka Flame? Um, I, that was actually another one of my door topics. Well, why don't you bring that in? Because I've said all I'm going to say about the debate. Okay. Uh, oh, I was, no, I was going to ask you another thing. I was going to ask you something else about the debate. Okay. Um, I jo- am the least racist person in this room. Well, what is I think I am in this room we're in. I think I'm the least racist walker. So, so at what? How long after that when he said that did you turn it off? I gave him. I gave him about another another solid two minutes. Another solid two minutes. Yeah, and I got to do better. I can't like get disgusted at that and just turn the whole thing off. You want to know what I want? What were you expecting? Because clearly this stems from some uh, you know, some unrealized expectation you I, had. I think this I think it's still emotional residue from the first debate. I think that really just tempered any expectation, I, any positive expectation I had going to the second one. Because I'm like, these dudes just going to bicker again and point fingers and rah 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 rah. I would I didn't want to hear that. Not from the two men who have been chosen. So you didn't like next. this political versus battle? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no chance. Um. Okay. All right. Well, why were you so turned off by what Trump said in that regard? Uh, just because I don't know how that comment really impacts anything. Right? It's a reach. Why? Like, why? why it's can't, a reach. Why can't we talk about? Why can't we talk about policy? Why can't we talk about? Is racism is an issue? Well, why can't we talk about what you plan to do? And maybe he did. Maybe I missed it. Kind of like with the war rapport last week, I missed a lot of stuff, right? Um, maybe he talked about that. But I was just like, man. I uh, am the least racist person in this room. What By the way, I think that is the most, that is an asinine statement. <laughs> what makes you say that, C.C. Walker? <laughs> it's asinine. I think if you want, first of all, no one asked you, were you racist? Thank you. <laughs> nobody asked Let's you. start that. What were your, yes, number one. <laughs> number one, nobody asked you that. Number two, you are saying this to a black woman who's a moderator, that you're the least racist person in this room. Number three, <laughs> if you really want to get that across, you would say that I'm not a racist at all. Because to say that you're the least racist implies that I am racist, but if you compare me to other races, I'm the least of them. That's not saying much. Number four, even if you did say it correctly, thou dost protest too much. Who goes around saying, hey, I'm not racist, <laughs> and no one asked you? Valid points when all I, around, Walker. When I say imbecile, <laughs> goodness gracious. But you were still compelled to watch. Yeah. Yeah, because you're a better human than I am. I, 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 that I is not up that. for debate. I didn't say that. <laughs> that those are your words. You the, care more about this country than I do. I'm not being sarcastic. Either. I don't even know why. I don't even know why I care that much. But it's it, again, 
it was something that I watched to just see, just to hear. I just want to hear. Uh, Biden did acknowledge that the 94 crime bill was a mistake. Does that mean anything to you? No. Okay. Why not? So it was a mistake. What are you going to do? Did he mention what he was going to do? He did. Oh, well, once I hear what he says he's going to do, then I'll submit my opinion. So you're not going to Broadway Joe. So so, (laughs) I'm moving right along. Um, Okay. All right. It's 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 hard for me, but I know we got to talk about it. I've only listened to like a half a teaspoon of it. So like, what am I really submitting? John Mattingly, uh, one of the officers involved in the wait. What? You didn't talk about fifty, aka Ferrari F fifty. So we got to talk about that next, because that was was that a real is that a result of the actual debate? I don't or? know, but bundle it into Trump. I'm not trying to take over or anything. <laughs> I am the least racist person in this room. <laughs> and by the way, we're keeping that sound by. <laughs> Because that is gold. And obviously because Gatry has just kept hitting I, it. I love it more than I thought I would. <laughs> it is proof. It is utterly proof. Um, so 50 posted on social media. Of course, it talks about how uh, Joe Biden's, uh, his tax plan, what the tax rate would be based on states. And it showed California, New Jersey, and uh, New York, New York State, the state of New York and New York City, with New York City and California being having the largest percent of people being taxed under Biden's tax plan of like 62%. Um, So 50s on IG, what the F? Then he says, vote for Trump. I'm out. He's like, F New York. The Knicks never win anyway. (laughs) I don't care. I don't care. I don't care if Trump doesn't like black people. 62%, you are out of your F in mind, right? Even, and I think he said in another post or somewhere where he was like, if if Trump loses, he's leaving the country, (laughs) right? Um, Of course, this drew big criticism. Um, I didn't, I heard about Waka, but I didn't bother uh, looking into what he had said, but uh, clearly you have thoughts and opinions on this. Yeah. Are we talking about 50 or Waka? Let's talk about, let's, let's, let's do 50 first and then okay. you bring up Waka. 50, nothing to see here. This is entertainment. This is for clicks. This is what he does. He trolls. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Who he votes for doesn't really matter. No, it's none of my business. Uh, thank you for at least making a entertaining attempt. To let us know why you may not be voting for Biden. Nothing to see here. Do you think some people will actually listen to 50? What'd you say? So that was your answer? I didn't even hear what you said. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, I guess that was my answer. Um, I think that... The reason why I didn't like it is because I can understand. Again, I think your decision to vote for whoever is your decision. And I think people should always vote their interest. But what the problem I did have with is he's actually endorsing and saying we need to vote for Trump so that he doesn't get taxed. Because under under Biden's plan, this only applies to people who make over four hundred thousand a year, which means people who don't make as much as 400000 a year will not get taxed that much. This is why I'm glad you're in here with me. And under Biden's plan, under Biden's plan, 
people who don't make that much won't get taxed as much, which is pretty much most of America, right? Right. It's pretty, we're talking about the 1% who's making that much money a year, right? Which we know 50's making well beyond Absolutely. That. With yeah. all the shows he's doing, I mean, he's doing well. And even after he gets tax free, I mean, that is a lot. And again, yeah. we understand why people in the 1% tend to vote Republican, right? But I think to tell people to your if the idea is to vote your interest and you're saying vote for trump why am i voting for trump's just so 50 don't get taxed <laughs> right so in other words if i vote for trump that means i will get taxed more not only that we already know about the issues regarding health care i mean obamacare is on the table right to right. be removed Hey, remove it. That's fine as long as you're replacing it with something better. But they, what they is are. it? Did you hear what, after the debate? What is it? I'm gonna tell you right now. And just for good measure, I am the least racist person in this room. What? <laughs> Did not think I would like that clip that much. <laughs> Good point though, Walker. I mean, I, so you, I think it's, have to I think it's, most it's of selfish, fan base but, but don't make four hundred grand. But fifty is selfish. Right. So you know, again, to your point, nothing new to see here. But at the same time, I think it's very reckless and irresponsible to just if if you didn't know that, then I think that's very irresponsible to to share that with people who, who aren't aware of what that tax plan entails. Gotcha. So. What did Waka do? Uh, Waka put out that there was there was some type of uh, Twitter tweet, I guess is what they're calling. They don't call them post on Twitter, um, saying saying that uh, Barack Obama was a better or did more for people than Trump ever did. That Barack Obama did more. Yeah. Okay. And so Waka retweeted it, and he kind of very loosely insinuated the op- opposite. Making you believe that, in his opinion, Trump has done way more for people than Barack Obama. Than black people. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Excuse me. I forgot to include that very important point in that. Uh, Walker goes silent after that and just lets everybody just (laughs) scurry around as we do on social media when we see a hot take. Uh, Again, I am not, as as heartbreaking as this could be to some people, I'm not going to fault anybody for how they vote. No matter, no matter how bad one one candidate seems other than the other. How you vote, I can, I can believe in my heart that you took thought and effort and you voted to what protects your interests. Right? Right. Again, I don't, I don't care who you vote for. I just want you to vote. Right. This is my take. Same here. I, 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 would, I would be curious to say... Because, again, I know people are triggered when you accuse Barack Obama of not doing enough for black people or anything for black people. Um, I would be curious to ask what has, if you're going to compare the past two presidents, what has Trump done for black people that President Obama hasn't? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I know Trump has like and it came out in a debate where, again, Biden hit Trump kind of hard on is when Trump started bragging about how many black people he released. It was only a handful of black people he released during his presidency. Right. But of course, he just had to be pressed to get those. True. But he made a big deal, which is what he does, which is great marketing. 
But then Biden says, well, we released thousands of people. I didn't, I didn't say thousands. That's not true. I think I, I think he said we released a thousand. And so we what, what you got to say now? Right. You know what I mean? And so it's, it's, it's kind of like if that's what you're arguing, if that's your argument that. OK, we released like unemployment has been low, but black people still we make up 13 percent of the population, but we have the highest rate of unemployment right. of any other group so that's not saying much right. so what ha- what has Trump done specifically for black people now I will say this again he did present the platinum plan he presented something for black people now we can argue the merit of the plan right can we yeah we can debate that, which we did about three, four weeks ago now, right? Yeah. And we talked about Trump's integrity based on other promises he's made to his core base, right? But, 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 has did Barack Obama actually come out and say, hey, I'm going to do something specifically for black people? No, he didn't. His whole angle was the affordable health care. Well, not his whole well, angle, but that was whole, the meat of his. I think after Reverend Jeremiah Wright did the things that he did Barack Obama had to come out and say I'm going to be America's president the whole nine right right? which is fine you're going to have to be if you're going to be in that role but you no one has ever I think Trump is the first person to come out outright I'm doing something for black people first time he said it again 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 we basically dissected this, his whole strategy and plan weeks ago. So we don't have to rehash that. But that's something that he did put out. And we know Trump, again, he's going to say things. He's in a, he's up for re-election. He's going to say a lot of things to put himself in position to get to remain in power. We know this, right? All right. But I think at the end of the day, when you start debating who's done more than the other, I think it's a wash. In my opinion, okay. I, I think I don't. I, don't, I, I think that's see, very fair. I don't even see the point of this argument because at the end of the day, what can we point to specifically that either president has done specifically for black people and no other group? I don't think you can. No. So, uh, I think it's on you. Okay. I didn't have much. I mean, you told me beforehand we weren't going to talk about sports, so I got well, nothing else. Well, we could talk sports. I said I wasn't talking sports. I wasn't going to talk sports. You didn't want to talk sports last week, and I brought it up. You know why I didn't want to talk sports this week? Why? Because you, I'm giving you all the credit for jinxing my Braves. Hold that, and we'll we'll get to that. Let's talk about Jonathan Manley. Shall we? I could have sworn you passed the mic to me, then you just snatched it back. Oh, well, let's talk Braves then. No, let's talk Braves. No, Walker. Let's talk Braves. This is your show. Let's talk Braves. I don't want to talk anymore. I'm taking my ball. I'm going home. (laughs) Three, two, one. So, yeah, uh, we. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just heartbroken. That's all. We were up 3-1. We ended up laying an egg almost a week ago today to the Dodgers, who I pray so hard do not win the World Series. Um, Did they win last night? No. Well, they've been down before. 
<laughs> that was actually pretty good. <laughs> that was actually pretty good. I can't even be, I can't even be mad at that. That was pretty good, Walker. <laughs> We've been here, guys. We got it right where we want them. Are you okay, man? I'm not okay. Even even knowing how Atlanta sports go, I'm not okay. That's that's heart. That's just heartbreaking. But I'll be all right. Well, there's always next season. That is true. I remember crying tears of joy in '95 when we won the whole thing. Man, memories that last a lifetime, right? I remember the previous six or seven seasons. I was crying tears of despair. Watching us lose World Series after World Series after World Series. Yeah, y'all was kind of Buffalo billing it for a minute. It's all right. It's still Braves to the death. They are my favorite. Is that why? You, do you hate the Yankees as a result of that? The who? Gotcha. Who are they? Did they even make the play playoffs? I mean, that's who you was losing to back then in those days. We lost the Yankees. You lost to the Indians. Too. Did you lose the Indians? We beat you, the Indians in 95, Walker. Don't do this. The Indians couldn't mess with us. The break. I mean, but the Yankees could. Gotcha. And the Twins. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, is that all you want to talk about with sports? Roll time. Jalen, so still- Waddle, thank you for everything you've done for this program. We'll never see you in an Alabama jersey again, but you have nothing what? to prove. He's a junior? I don't know what he is, but he's eligible for the draft. So <laughs> he there's, there's no way he comes back. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. And that I don't. I wouldn't want him to come back after whatever the leg injury was he sustained yesterday. I agree with that. Good win, though. Um, um, he was. He was. He's. He was special. Sure. Yeah. He was definitely special. Um. So y'all still a bad team? We still have a lot of areas for improvement. Can I say something? Yeah. I think you give some trash sports takes. Has anyone ever told you that? Yeah. Other than me? Yeah. Yeah. I okay. heard some of that yesterday. Oh, amongst your friends. Yeah, yeah, People yeah. who really love you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just part of what I bring, Walker, I guess. I don't know. Trash? Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. So, I, yeah. Um, y'all are not. A, y'all are a good team. We're okay, Walker. We're not, we're not as good as everyone. You're the number two team in the nation. You knocked off the number three team in the nation by multiple scores. And you proceed to just mow through teams. Even with your best receiver gone, you wanna know what you wanna know why you just keep going? Cause next man up, Michi. Hey Michi, now it's your time. Mechi, met whatever. And his the next man behind Waddle. Deontay, no Sloan Bolden. Oh, so you just have more. You just reload. Oh, thanks for proving my point. Thanks for proving Devonte. Like Is it Devonte? Devonte Smith. Yeah, you just keep reloading, huh? You just that's just more in a tuck, huh? As a team, we're not that good. As a team, there's a lot of you room have for the best coach, one of the best coaches ever, led by the number one offense, led by Heisman Trophy candidate quarterback, with a very talented and growing defense. Hmm, but you're 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 not you're not a good team. Yeah, every team has areas they have to improve on. Gatry, like that's all, that's all I'm trying to tell you, man. You just want to give me coach speak. Because that's every that's every team in college football. I'm giving you honest speak. Did Clemson look all that impressive yesterday? They played. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, you you want to contribute to this with your teams? 
Team. Oh, yeah, Auburn, yeah, we have a lot of areas where we need to improve on. You got to win yesterday. I'm just telling you what you gave me. I'm just giving back to you what you gave in back to me. In a hostile environment. In oh, yeah, a packed house. In trying conditions. I actually predicted that we was going to win that game. And Walker. I predicted Auburn was going to win that game. Of course you did. But did you see Bo at the end of that game? Yeah. No, we gave him, we gave him, we gave him, well, some of us did. Uh, we gave him credit for uh, playing better. He played better. Next topic, please, sir. I've said all I want to say about He played Auburn. better. What do you mean? Why you said all you want to say? What was your point about Auburn? My, po- my point is, and it, it, it hasn't changed since last week. Here comes a trash take. <laughs> Y'all are giving Bo way too much flack. Now, now you got nothing to say for throwing. Now you got nothing to say. Now you now you like him. Now you you want him. Now you say, oh, well, he no, can we ball. Want him. We don't. We're not. We're not saying any. <laughs> Let of me ad lib, please. Um, but but you were frowning at that last play to Seth Williams. What do you mean? I'm asking a question. Was I frowning? Yeah. No. Were you like, dang man? No. What, what was your reaction? It's like, wow, that was an amazing play. Good throw. Good catch. Put Seth in position to do what Seth does. I don't know what y'all want, man. I don't know. Y'all want Cam, but you can't have him. You've had him already. But I've already shot you down on that. I've already shot you down on that. Next topic, please, sir. I just want to know if Mac Jones throws three picks yesterday and those picks turns into scores and y'all end up losing that game, are you are you just being like, you know what, Mac is our guy. That's our guy. He threw three picks and cost us the game, but I like that kid. I like him. I like him. Who cares? Who cares if you lose to the fighting mush champs? Yeah. Okay. So, Walker, almost almost a year ago, I watched this Mac Jones go to Jordan. I refuse to say Jordan. Jordan Hare Stadium. And throw two pick sixes on an mm-hmm. Auburn team we should have just mopped the floor with. Mm-hmm. I think I gave up on my guy. Do you think I was like, well, who's behind him? Do you think I was like, he sucks? Do you think I was like, oh, his mechanics are terrible? Two pick sixes in one game, okay? Mm-hmm. Two picks, one on the goal line, mind you. Y'all ran that back 99 yards, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. I gave up on back. You didn't care. I did care. You know why? Because your real guy was out. Mac wasn't the starting quarterback that year. He was behind who? Who was making their first start today for the Dolphins? Come on, tell me. Talk to me. Talk to me. It's not today. No. They're bye week today. When when is their next when is their next it's, game? It is obviously next week if they have a bye week today, Walker. Okay. But you just proves my point. Who's starting for the Miami Dolphins? Nobody today. Who's starting for the Miami Dolphins in their no next game? No one today. In their next game, upcoming game, who will be starting? Some Hawaiian kid. What's his name? <laughs> Didn't he go to Alabama? Did he go to Alabama? What does this have to do with Mac Jones throwing two no, 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 pick no, no, sixes? No, 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 no. Who was y'all's guy last year? Mac Jones. Can we move on now? I was, I've been trying to get out of here, Walker, but you just keep wanting to talk about rhetoric. You're not going to do this to me today. Shell toe wearing self. I wish you would. So, Jonathan Mattingly uh, sat down with Good Morning America to speak about, he's finally speaking out. He breaks his silence. I'm I'm not here. I know you're not here. You're never here. 
and you the one with the cap on. So so who's capping? <laughs> Liar. <laughs> um, Gatchery wasn't aware of this interview that he conducted, it was which not. he 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 said a lot. Um, you want to just go? Just want to go? Let's get right into it. This is going to be good. Okay, let's go. Do you believe if you had body cameras, this wouldn't have happened? No, the incident would have still happened, but it would have been shown on camera what happened. This wouldn't even be an issue. This wouldn't be a case. You'd never hear about it. Mm. Michael Strahan would never know about this case if we had cameras on that night. How would you have done it differently if you could have? We would have either served the no-knock warrant or we would have done the normal thing we do, which is five to ten seconds, to not give people time to formulate a plan, not give time, people time to get their senses so they, they have an, an idea of what they're doing. Because if that had happened, I'm telling you, Mike, if that had happened, Brown Taylor would be alive. Okay. So, Brianna Taylor, would, the, the reason why she's alive, she's not alive, is because they waited and gave Kenneth time to arm himself. So, if they just would have just burst through the door and not given him time. So, so that's she would be alive today right that's, that's what i heard that's what you heard yeah what do you what do you think about it what do you make of that gatry here's here's how here's how i here's how i take it walker you shouts out and shouts out to michael strahan for, yes. for doing it he, he's, we're, we're going to see more of it but. um he's saying we did the wrong thing and because we did the wrong thing brianna taylor is dead but the wrong thing being waiting knocking and waiting and not just barging in after five seconds we just should have barged in we should Right. So, so that that's how I absorbed it. We did the wrong thing. We have a we have a casualty in this of an innocent person. How about someone on your force not lie to obtain a no-knock warrant in the first place Come on, Walker. that would have prevented yeah. this whole foolishness from happening? Right. Well, no one's makes... ever going to own up to that. But we but you and I know. So, yeah, I'm with you. Keep rolling. What was your feelings watching all that unfold after this? Mostly frustration. And the frustration came from our command and from the mayor's office because there was so much disinformation out. Because this is not relatable to a George Floyd. This is nothing like it. It's not an Ahmaud Arbery. It's nothing like it. These are two totally different type incidences. It's not a race thing like people want to try to make it to be. This is a point where we were doing our job we gave too much time. When we go in, I get shot, we return fire. This is not us going hunting somebody down. This is not kneeling on a neck. This is nothing like that. And I know I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and act like playing the big victim card. But I mean, I was a victim in this as well. Okay, what you got, Gap? He, he was a victim. He's a victim. He's a victim. I'm not gonna play, I'm not gonna play the victim card, but, but here's the victim card. I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of audacity here. Obviously, you got, you got, you got a, a innocent person. I, I call it the caucasity. Oh, I the like caucasity that. and the unmelanated gall. The unbridled caucasity. Yes. Hmm. Is that a title? Maybe. Okay. Um. It, it just, it, it just hurts me because I, I think about, I think about Brianna Taylor's family. Mm-hmm. I think about the loss of a life, and you want to, you don't want to play the victim game. And how do you compare yourself to the ultimate victim? 
of right. this tragedy. Right. Right. We talked about compassion earlier. Like, did, did you? Can you sprinkle of an, an ounce of it on here somewhere? You know, if it's really, if it really was the mistake that you want us to believe it was, where where is your? You know what I mean? Like, where's where, the ownership? Where's where's your where's your? You should be like, man, we feel terrible because my thing is. We honestly feel like we didn't do anything wrong, but it breaks my heart to know that Breonna Taylor is not here. And and for that, I'm so sorry. For the like, I'm so you know it doesn't. Could have said that. It don't have to be. A, who, no one cares about. And that's the thing. When people are, you have a lot of people who are convinced you did something wrong here, right? And I also have a problem because this is the same rhetoric that I gave Charles Barkley Player of the Week for. What do you mean this isn't? A George Floyd or Ahmaud Arbery. What do you mean? Breonna Taylor was minding her own business. Thank you. Just like Ahmaud Arbery was. Y'all rolled up. Right. And the big question that I've been asking about this whole thing is, what what did you expect them to do? Right. What would you expect anyone to do? What would you do if someone came in your house like that? What do you mean this isn't like the other there? She's dead just like they are. What do you expect? You obtain and you talk about the you were doing your job. So you mean to tell me that executing a a what's now deemed illegal, a no knock search warrant in which perjury was committed. Right. Right. You don't call for paramedics right after right after this situation occurs. He's still wandering around the crime scene. He's supposed to be removed immediately afterwards, right? He wasn't. There was also falsified claims made on behalf of that team. That's your job? Did y'all find any drugs mm, in the apartment? That y'all were looking for? Yeah, yeah. was there any drugs in her system? All right. I know that came up in the autopsy. Huh. Did you did you find what you was looking for? What job were you doing? Clearly it wasn't to uphold justice because this was an injustice that was committed. No question. Keep rolling. You were called racist. Mm-hmm. Are you racist? No, not at all. Do you think there is a racist divide between the community and the LMPD? I think there are there are people who stir things up and and make it more that because when you're dealing with criminal element you know you talk about racial profiling good police anyway police i've worked with don't racial profile you criminal profile let's address the fact that just because you're black you're a threat it's not the case i'm not scared of you well that, that's black. how black men feel that's how black women feel but does that make it real if it's because, how you feel then it's real no not necessarily so what is the difference between criminal profiling and racial profiling? Criminal profiling is when you get to know an area, uh-huh. okay? I work, if when you work in an area long enough, you can tell by people's demeanors, if you pull up beside somebody and they don't make eye contact, they swerve off, there's just different elements of people's psychological game that they, that they put out that you can tell when you've done something long enough. And so basically, Um, 
So who's doing all the stirring up? Who's stirring up all this divide between the community and and, and police? It's not them because no. they're just doing their job. Right. 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 So who's who's doing all this stirring up? You know, any ideas? It's got if it's not them, it's got to be black people, right? Oh, who else could it be? So it's a figment of their imagination that they feel like they're being targeted by right. police. Now right. again, 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 Brianna Taylor, her husband, no previous issues, right? Right. No record. Kenneth Walker is licensed to carry a gun. Correct. They're in the bed, about to go to sleep. Right. And then a knock comes, right? Right. Kenneth Walker asks who it is. He hears nothing, according to him, right? Then they then they bust open the door. He fires a shot. They return a bunch of other shots. Now, you're telling me that Kenneth Walker, who's alive today, it's not real what he feels. That's what you're saying. That's what you're saying. That what he feels isn't real. Right? All right. And there's a difference between criminal profiling and racial profiling. You, you got some thoughts on it? I, I don't know if I can say it any better than that. Having, having recently been in this situation, I'm just thinking, I wonder what this guy would say to me. It's not real, though. It, what, what you dealt with wasn't real. It wasn't real. It, it wasn't real. Could, couldn't have been real. I mean, that white, while we know she could have been an angel sent by the Lord, she's probably not a real person. Right? Uh, you know, I, I tend to have a tendency to see things, so maybe that was... I don't know. I what don't you're know. feeling this, isn't real. This, this, it's not it, real, Gatry. It's disgusting. Man. It's not real. It's not real what you're feeling. In other words, it, in other words, who cares what you think? Right, right. That's, that's exactly how it feels. Okay. Again, as I said previously, I was just about to say. as I said previously, a person who has never been on the wrong end of racism should never be the authority on racism. Right. Keep rolling. Basically, it's a feeling. Not just a feeling. I mean, it's a feeling that goes along with with what you've experienced, with what is in the area, what should or shouldn't be. You look at a George Floyd, what happened to him? is tragic. It was horrible. Everybody looked at that and said, wrong, bad, disgusting. And what happens? They end up getting locked up, which in my opinion, and I don't know the ins and outs of the case, and I'm very careful now to judge other people for Monday morning quarterbacking, but in my opinion, that was the right call, whether he died of an overdose or, or whatever. But what happened after that? In my opinion, George Floyd was not a model citizen. It's very hard for me to sit here here George Floyd died of an of a open overdose. He died because someone was kneeling on his neck for minutes. And I agree with that. In regards of him being a model citizen or not, he didn't deserve that. No one deserved that. Nobody said he did. So I just, I just demonized it. I said it's horrible. No. You got to give me something, Gat. Come on, you got to give me something, bro. Come on, talk, talk to me, man. We're, we we got to The people want to know what Gatry, the emotional one, has to say about this. Walker, Walker, hmm? you're not going to get the emotions you want out of Why? it. Why? Just because I know what I know what this is. What is it? Now, now, Walker saw me before recording, uh, programming this in our soundboard, and I had trouble <laughs> uh, locking this sound clip in just because I was so moved by what I heard. 
Um, but Walker, you know what I thought about minutes before we hit that record button to start the episode? What? This is the system. This is the system. This is, who, this is who the system is protecting. Yes. This so, is who the so, system protects. So considering how the system is structured, it's perfectly okay to say, let's justify George Floyd's execution. Because in our opinion, he wasn't He says he wasn't citizen. doing that. He says he wasn't doing that. He did. Did he? You heard it. I heard it. They hear it. Well, then why would he even say that he wasn't a model citizen? Now, that's the million dollar question. Now you're asking the question. How does that add to the conversation? Now you are asking the questions. Great question. I think these are products of the system functioning as it was designed to. This is a product of your environment, repetitious information, information from credible people. This is this is right. This is infor- this is information from your own ecosystem. Right? Right. These are the talking points. This is the propaganda. This is why I have an issue with media, right? Because instead of presenting a a well-balanced issue and situation, you're only presenting one vantage point or viewpoint. I had an issue with CNN last week with the Cube situation. I had an I've always have had an issue with right wing media when they do stuff like this. I have an issue when you have a certain agenda and angle, you're going to omit certain information. You're going to insert things into the narrative to try to drive people away from what the real issue is. Never has a police officer been arrested because someone else overdosed. You cannot find a case where someone overdosed on drugs and a police officer got arrested for it. Heck, we can't even get arrest police for actually killing a person. You're telling me that a police officer was responsible because someone else OD'd on drugs? That's what you want us to believe? That's what you want us to believe. Right? And to your point, what's the point of mentioning it? And now when you get cornered, you got a moonwalk out of it. And these are things that we hear people say all the time. If you're not trying, if you're saying it's horrible, if you're saying this is terrible, then what difference does it make that he wasn't a good person? Mm-hmm. What difference does it make? What does that add to the situation? Right. It's a narrative because now if I can demonize a person, dehumanize the individual, I'm less likely to feel sympathy for that person. I'm more is more. I'm more likely to feel calloused towards the situation. I'm gonna feel numb towards the situation, right? And it's gonna help me just go about my day. Oh well, he was. He was I'm not uh, gonna do it. I'm not gonna take. I'm not gonna be fed up about it. I'm gonna be like, well, you know, he was da 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 da. You know, Jacob Blake was a rapist. You wanna know what George Floyd didn't do? He didn't murder Breonna Taylor. Thank you. Mm. What gives you the right? To judge someone that you don't know. And you want us to feel, but you're the victim. Now, you want us to see you as the victim, but you just dehumanize and demonize someone who's not even walking the face of this earth. Right. That is just. You won't even, you won't even, you won't even be transparent about what happened. You can't even be honest with yourself about the fact that an officer killed him. You can't even say it. But I'm supposed to believe 
that you're the victim. Right. Wow. 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 This is who's being protected. This is who the system is protecting. The arrogance, man. The arrogance. If I, you know, I'm thankful I've never been in a situation where I've taken someone's life. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm not saying anyone has would have to believe me. But I would have a I would have a different kind of energy if I was if I was in Jonathan Mattingly's shoes. Yeah. He sent out an email. He, he there's 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 a report out there that he sent out an email um, a few months ago, a month ago now, um, to people in his department. His energy, not the same as what we saw here. Oh, not the same as what we saw here. Um, yeah, he was going after the 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 mayor of the city, uh, the police the former police chief he had a different had a different it's it's us against them like we you know mm. got a lot of like he his energy was a little different gatry his interview was a lot different i would love to read want to read some of it for you oh uh, sure okay but yeah like I, I i just you know some of the interview that i read um or I heard him when he was talking to Strahan, he, he sounded like real, he was giving his account of things and, and, uh, yeah, like he, he's, uh, he's real polished. You know, some of his things he said was still terrible, but he, he left an email that was, ooh, had some heat on it. Um, let me see if I can find it. Some of the things that he, he said was, Oh, yeah. He apologized to his fellow officers and their families and blamed Mayor Greg Fisher, Public Safety Chief Amy Hess, and former Louisville Metro Police Chief Steve Conrad for failing all of us in epic proportions for their own gain and to cover their behinds. Paraphrasing the last word. You, in all caps, do not deserve to be in this position, wrote Mattingly. The position that allows thugs to get in your face and yell, curse, and degrade you. And he's referring to uh, people protesting. Throw brick bottles and urine on you and expect you to do nothing. Now, I would like to see someone actually urinate on a cop and nothing happens. <laughs> Not saying it didn't happen. It's just I couldn't imagine that happening and that person walked free. Um, your civil rights mean nothing, he wrote. But the criminal has total autonomy. Now, he's right about that. Mm. I see what you did there. Let's see here. The email was first reported on Twitter, but it was like a six paragraph. Like he went on and on. But did you hear any of? Did you see no. any of that energy what, when he talked I to Strahan? You nah, it's di different energy. He was a victim, yeah, right? He yeah, was the victim, yeah, right. But but everyone is. He's you know. It's, it, it, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Regardless of what, regardless of the outcome today or Wednesday, I know we did the legal, moral, and ethical thing that night. It's sad how the good guys are demonized and the criminals are canonized. Who's a criminal? Who's a criminal, Gatry? Oh, I mean, 
In this situation? Yeah, who's the criminal? No, no, no. But he says it's sad how the good guys are demonized. He's saying this. He's one of the good guys. And the criminals are canonized. Oh, and the... Well... Who's, who's, who's it, can't, who? it can't be Breonna Taylor. So who's a criminal? Can't be Kenneth Walker. Who's a criminal? Is it Kenneth Walker? I, I'm, I, just, I'm just trying to adapt I, to the narrative there. I don't. I don't know. Because if Kenneth Walker was the criminal, when you took him into custody, you would have you thrown the book. Okay. I, but they had to drop the charges. Because, uh, uh, he goes on. I wish I were there with you leading the charge because, you know, he got shot. So he was, you know, I wish I was there w- with you leading the charge, he said in closing. I'll be praying for your safety. Remember, you are just a pawn in the mayor's political game. I'm proof they do not care about you or your family and you are replaceable. Stay safe and do the right thing. You are loved and supported by most of the community. Now go be the warriors you are, but please be safe. None of these, quote unquote, peaceful protesters are worth your career or freedom. Hmm. So the the criminals he was talking about were the protesters. Oh, okay. That's what he was talking about. Okay. I, I must have skipped over the part about it being a crime to peacefully protest. He was alluding to, I guess, some people were rioting, alluding. But again, oh. it, goes back, it goes back to him doing what he doesn't want people doing to him okay. and putting you in the same boat with all police in the same boat with bad apples, even though you are a bad boy. But anyway. But did... But as a contrast in the email he sent to his buddies. Absolutely. Then you saw with Strahan, right? Right. Yeah. Now you can apologize to your friends and their families, but you won't apologize because Strahan asked him and I didn't, we didn't play it, but he asked him, Hey, did you, uh, you know, what, what would you say to Breonna Taylor's family? And, you know, he said some nice things, but he never apologized. Mm. He never apologized. You pray they find peace and love and, Da 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 da. That's no apology. Yeah. No apology. But you can apologize to your buddies. Something wrong. Um. I think it's it's the, going back to what you mentioned earlier with your coworker. I think that. I think that. It shouldn't take you getting to know a person to know that how police see black people is wrong. If there's the humanity you have in yourself, something should go off in you to let you know something's not right with this. This is a person. I think this person's this person's history or whatever is irrelevant. The cops are not above the law. And when they start taking matters into their own hands, like how far is this going to go? Scary question. I mean, the only difference between you and somebody else is that they just happen to know you. Well, I'm pretty sure if you got a chance to know George Floyd, you would probably have said the same thing. And how come people can't have a past? It's the it's the land of second chances, right? Asterisk. Let's get out of here, man. Shout out some player of the week. Um, 
Walker, I'm going to shout out the Rain Man. You know where I'm going here. Light him up for the Rain Man, Walker. Sean Kemp, um, Seattle Son- Supersonics legend, in my opinion, for that team, um, is opening the first black-owned dispensary in Seattle. So uh, he joins Al Harrington, Mike Tyson, and many other former pro black athletes who have gotten into the marijuana business. And um, Sean Kemp's cannabis, as he's calling it, will have a green ribbon opening on October 30th. I see you, Sean Kemp. Disclaimer, disclaimer. I'm I'm not a consumer. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Has to be to have those sports takes that he has. <laughs> Trash. My shout out goes to Rashik Zahid. Rashik Zahid is the <laughs> started the website McBroken. Mm. MacBroken. What does MacBroken do? And I don't know if there's an app for it coming. But McBroken basically shows you the McDonald's where the ice cream machine is either broken in your area. (laughs) When I tell you this is genius. Dude, I didn't realize this was a thing for McDonald's. But yeah. yeah, Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's been a long going joke. That's real. (laughs) It's real. Um, But for someone to. I mean, again, man, entrepreneurs, they. They come up with solutions to the common problem. And yes. it's, it's an indictment on McDonald's that this has become a common problem for y'all, that someone came up with a business model and plan <laughs> to address y'all's deficiency. Y'all won't address. Multi-billion dollar company here. <laughs> I got to shout him out for his creativity that this was just amazing. It's a genius. This is amazing. I, I didn't know where you were going. You said Mac broken, and I thought my my precious MacBook. No, is you he... reached for your laptop. Yeah, I was, I was like, like, what are you talking about? Because I heard Mac, Mac, yeah, Donald, so. Mac broken. Uh, let's get to the foolishness, Walker. <laughs> I think we have the same one this week. I can I can kind of sense it. Jeffrey Tubin. Nope. Good. Okay. <laughs> I went away from it because I felt like he was going to be my come get you boy. Oh, even if you went somewhere different. Everybody knows about it. I just I just got to I got to put my two cents on it. Now I can say Gatry, go get your boy. <laughs> okay. Proceed. Jeffrey Tuman, an esteemed reporter for the New Yorker, uh, was on a Zoom call. I think it was like a a mock trial or not trial, but a mock election that the New Yorker was hosting and they had different people on their team. They had one person, you know, represent Trump, one person represent Biden, right? It was on a Zoom call. And, um, (laughs) Walker, I don't know about you, but I've been on more than my fair share of Zoom calls and I never get the urge to touch myself during said Zoom calls. It's always afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, old Jeff, uh, old Jeff just couldn't help himself. The urge came uh, upon him, and um, he proceeded to touch himself and expose himself while touching himself uh, in the middle of this Zoom call. So what, what I can respect about Jeff is that he owned up to it. You know, he said, yeah, I did it. I did. It. I'm not proud of it. I did it. But I thought the video was muted. 
I thought the video was muted is what he said. He went on record by saying that. How do you mute video? Now, I, I get it. You know, we've been we've been in this socially distant world and, you know, we've been zooming for several months now. But I, I still think there's a there's elongated learning curve with Zoom for some people. And I think it seems pretty simple, like a simple app to me. Um, but Jeff, man, uh, <laughs> you I don't, I don't know where to begin with this, but, you know, like they say in the text text while driving campaign, dude, I'm sure it could have waited. But what I hate for this is. Jeff Tubin, like his his wife found out about this. His kids found out about this. Dude, I know sometimes you just got to handle your business, but it can wait, guy. Okay, it can wait. Don't do that on the Zoom. Nobody's trying to see that. Oh, I forgot the biggest part. Yeah, the New Yorker suspended him. Congratulations, you played yourself. Literally and figuratively. Played with yourself is what I want Cal to say. And CNN, um, he's on leave from CNN because he was putting in appearances there. Um, let me ask you a question. Sure. About that. So they said that he actually he actually moved the camera down towards it. Yes. So so my thought is he he was probably on another site and thought he had his Zoom video muted as he said or in other words he thought he had his. He thought the camera was off for the zoom, but on on the other side he was obviously on. Hey, this could be an opportunity for somebody to come up with another. <laughs> McStroking. <laughs> so yeah, as I read it, that's what I think. I think he was. He had another tab open. And uh, <laughs> I was trying to make sense of like if you thought it was off, why would you angle the camera right. towards? Nah, he he had some other. He had another so, meeting he was in. Something tells me he knew what he was doing. I no, think no, I don't think he no, not with that. I really felt like he had another tab tab open. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and hope that he had another tab open. Aren't you so nice? Are you with the New Yorker? Why would you do that on purpose? Why would you do it? <laughs> True. Sure, I get it. Hey, heat of the moment. My player of the week goes out to Fontrell Antonio Baines. Fab? Oh, that's not his rap name, though. <laughs> his rap name is Nuke Bizzle. He's selling himself short. Uh, he got in trouble. You know, I've been covering all these people who have been scamming the government. Uh, for COVID relief. You know, I've been doing this. He is kind of a special case, though. Mr. Baines, or Mr. Bizzle, I'm going to call him, uh, from Memphis, but was living out is was living out in, in L.A. Uh, he actually... He applied for one... He actually, uh, uh, he fraudulently applied and received $1.2 million in jobless benefits mm. from a COVID-19 jobless relief program. 
how common this is becoming. Lord. So the reason why this one is a special case, because I was I was I was going to stay away from this until I read more. You wanna know how he got caught? Oh. Bragging about it in a music video. <laughs> but of course. It's all in the lyrics. Just all in the lyrics. I mean, the FBI, like, they, <laughs> it's a simple search. They had an intern work this one. <laughs> they didn't even have an intern. Like, one of the people's kids came in and was like, hey, Yard. you keep you busy real quick. Could you look up Nuke Bizzle? <laughs> yeah. So he's now in jail. Jeez, as he should be. And could be potentially facing, I think, 21, 22 years. Mercy. Um, it found guilty on all the charges. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He faces a, uh, okay. He, com- he committed three felony offenses, access device, fraud, aggravated identity theft, and interstate transportation of stolen property. If convicted on all charges, he could face a statutory statutory maximum sentence of 22 years in federal prison. Ouch. Um, Ren? You idiots! You know, I used to risk, you know, I know we want to live our rap so bad, <laughs> but there's no way you can really live you know who was capping because they're still walking these streets, right? Somebody got to tell these young kids, this new generation, that you can't really live. You you can't. There's a reason why. This ain't real. There's <laughs> a reason why these guys are still walking around today. <laughs> right. They ain't really about that life. They're just. It's just. It's just entertainment. Right. I'm done, man. Goodness. What else you got, man? That's it. That's it? Yep. All right. Uh, I don't... I don't even have a word for the week, man. Mm-hmm. That's okay. We'll let you live this week. God bless you. Well, may the Lord watch between me and thee while we absent one from another. Shall we go in peace? Live prosperously. Be safe out there. And as always, I'm Caesar Walker. He's Ronnie Gatchery. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs>